intentional Never failing I know that all things are working for my good Yeah, she's intentional And it's never failing. All things are working for my good. He's intentional. God, and welcome to Eve's Corner. Eve's Corner is a show of empowerment, encouragement, and enlightenment. And I'm so happy that you've joined me on today. I am Prophetess Amina Campbell Jackson. And again, thank you for joining. I am Satellite, so there is a possibility that you may hear a noise or two. I'm hoping not. However, um, this is Family Reunion Weekend, so if you're listening, shout out to the Glenn family. We're in Memphis, Tennessee this weekend. So, I expect to have a blessed time in the Lord. I'm already enjoying uh, loving on family members and getting to see everyone and get to know new family members. So I'll be back out there with you guys soon. Nonetheless, the business of the ministry must go on. So if you're listening on today, people of God, I will ask that you please take a moment to share the contact information for Eve's Corner. Share a word with somebody on today. Encourage somebody else on today. Pray for somebody else on today. I just ask that you send them the information for the show, uh, whether you send them the phone number or tell them to go ahead and jump online. They can go to templeministries.com to pick up the show. And also, if you have an Apple device, you can also subscribe to my podcast. The podcast is simply called Eve Corner. So the Word of God is spirit and life. I'm so thankful on today for God's Word to encourage us and to lift up bow down heads. We want to speak life in everything that we do, but especially on today, because a lot of times as we're coming up on holiday weekends, there are a whole lot of people, you guys, that are lonely, that don't have family members, or, you know, there may be some bad memories attached to some holidays. So speak life. Give somebody a word. Encourage another heart on today. So the word of God today is Mayday. It's an emergency. And this word is applicable to a whole lot of people. And even though it may not be applicable to you at this time, at some point in time in your life, I'm sure that it will be. And if not, again, share a word with somebody else. We're coming today from the book of Psalms, the fourth chapter, and we're going to go through verses one through five. So if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn there now. And while you're grabbing your Bible, we want to go ahead and begin with a word of prayer. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now, God, for our many blessings. We thank you, God, for how you've watched over us and, God, for how you've kept us. We thank you, God, just for an opportunity to call on your name and to cry out to you. We thank you, God, for the blessing of being able to worship you and to praise you because you are a mighty good God. We thank you now, God, because we already know that you are a healer and a deliverer. And we pray now, God, that everyone who is connected to this ministry is blessed on today. God, meet every need and fill every void in the name of Jesus. We pray now, God, that you encourage those who are discouraged. We pray now, God, that you send a fresh touch, a fresh anointing to those who are running for you and continuing in your service. We pray now, God, that you continue to move by your spirit and cause your word to come forth on today with clarity and with understanding. We know, God, that your word lets us know that if any man lacks wisdom, he can ask of God. So we thank you now, God, for empowering us even with wisdom the more. We thank you now, God, for sending us your word, words to live by, your instruction manual, our guidelines for life and every aspect of our lives. We glorify and we praise you now, God, that this ministry will cause someone to be lifted up on today. It will cause someone to be empowered on today. It will cause someone to be enlightened on today. And we ask these blessings and thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. So people of God, again, the topic for today is Mayday. It's an emergency. The word Mayday is a word that utilizes for a call of help when there are uh, getting ready to be things like plane crashes and when a ship is sinking. These are true emergency situations. And therefore, sometimes in our lives, I want to make it clear, we often have emergency situations. So today, we're going to go to Psalm number four. And we're going to read, again, verses one through five. Psalm four, verses one through five. So we're going to begin at verse number one. And the Bible reads, Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me. And hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity? And seek after leasing, Selah. But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call upon him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart. He's talking to the people of God. He said, and upon your bed, and be still, Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Looks like I'm having some technical difficulties with my devices uh, on this afternoon, so I do need to go to a quick commercial. We're going to take a quick one-minute break, and I'll be back with you. 
Amen. I know you guys, one of the things that I have learned is that man-made objects will sometimes fail. As I stated before, I was having some technical difficulties, so thank God they're back up. I know that we can't depend always on uh, those man-made items. Praise God, but I know that we can depend on God. So depending on God this afternoon, again, I'm satellite, so hopefully we won't have any other issues. However, we were talking about Psalm number four, and this is a Psalm of David. We talked about the word mayday, uh, which again is a word that you like for a call for help. And many times we as children of God have some emergency situations uh, for some you know, it may be uh, a physically dangerous situation where you may be uh, in harm's way or there may be a threat or a risk uh, to your physical body. For some of us, we get into some financial situations that are necessary for us to call on God for a call to help. You know, sometimes there are some people in situations right now where uh, you don't have any clue how you're going to make it and you may have more months than you have money. And all the bills may be due, and you may be on your last leg. Uh, maybe for some who are listening right now, you possibly lost your job, and you're getting ready to lose all of the natural or the physical things that you own, and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. For some of us, there may be some emotional emergencies where the works of the flesh just begin to rise up on you, and maybe you want to feel anger, or maybe uh, you're beginning to feel anxious. Uh, Maybe for some, there are some psychological emergencies. But one thing uh, that's for sure, there are two things that you need to know. Number one, you need to know that you're not alone. You know, oftentimes when we get into situations where things are not uh, working well uh, for us, we begin to feel like we're all by ourselves and nobody understands. That's a trick of the enemy. The other thing is that you need to know that God will answer. David said uh, in Psalm number 34 and 15 that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. So sometimes crazy things do happen to God's children, much like my technical difficulties on today, I'll say. Sometimes it's not fair. Sometimes it's not your fault. Uh, just like with Job, even to this day, God allows his children to go through some trials and some tribulations, but it comes to strengthen us and it comes to cause us to be a better witness because God wants us, no matter what, to trust him, no matter what it looks like and no matter what it feels like, God wants us to trust him. Thinking about Job, Job was an upright man and when he went through because he trusted God, even when his friends and his wife told him to forsake God and turn against God. Then the, the friends were sitting there looking at him saying, Job, are you sure that you didn't do something to upset God? Because I just don't understand why you're going through this. And sometimes people will question us when we begin to go through things. Sometimes people will begin to judge us when we're going through things. But one thing that Job knew is that God would deliver. And I'm a living witness. If God allowed you to lose something, if God allowed you to go through something, I want you to know that he can and he will restore you for everything that you've lost. We have to remember, no story, no glory. Many of us want a fresh anointing, and many of us want God to take us to higher heights and deeper depths, as we say. Uh, but there is a cost for this anointing. This, this oil is costly. The anointing that 
all my life cost me something. And we have to remember that the higher and the bigger we go, the more pressing that's involved. In order for God to get glory out of your life, in order for you not to begin to get the big head and begin to try to take credit for the resolution, God makes sure that we know that there is no way that we could have come out of this without him. It's truly God. It's truly about God. In him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. So there's nobody that can do me like Jesus. And I know a lot of us just sing the song and we're just going through the words, but when you've been in a position in your life and sometimes people fail you, sometimes you get into bad situations, but when you've been in a position in your life where you can truly sing that song and you really recognize, can't nobody do me like Jesus. It's not about my mom or my daddy. It's not about my sister or my brother. Because the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God will deliver. So don't give up. Don't give out and don't give in. You're not the first person to go through a struggle. You're not the first person to have problems. You're not the first person who just doesn't understand a crazy situation or understand why you're going through some of the things that you're going through. And no, you won't be the last person to go through. But the good news is that, just like David said, God hears our cry. So today we're going to talk about a couple of folks who were in some situations and they were folks that had to cry out to God in some emergency situations. So we're going to look at Mark, the fifth chapter, and this is a very familiar passage of scripture in Mark, the fifth chapter, and we're going to look uh, through verses 24 through 34, Um, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase just for the sake of time, because we've lost some time, the the enemy may have been under attack, but I know that no weapon that's formed against me will prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment, God shall condemn. So I thank God. I thank God for his deliverance. So if you have your Bibles again, Mark the fifth chapter. So in this situation, we know that this is where uh, Jairus had come to Jesus and asked him to come to his house to pray for his daughter. His daughter was sick almost unto death. And it was a whole lot of folks that were following behind Jesus. They began to to hear about his reputation. But there was a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 long years, the Bible says. This is a woman who had been suffering, and she had gone from doctor to doctor. She spent all her money, all her time. And the Bible says that her situation was growing worse. So she heard that Jesus was passing by, and the woman got in the press. She got in the crowd, and what we find here is that she made up in her mind that by faith, if I could just touch his clothes, just the hem of his garment, I don't even have to necessarily touch him, and he doesn't have to pay any attention to me, but I heard that Jesus was passing by, and by faith, I believe that if I reach out to Jesus, then he can make me whole. So the Bible says that straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. You know, it's nothing like your body lining up with the Word of God. We know that Isaiah lets us know that we are healed by the stripes that Jesus wore, but there is nothing like your body recognizing it, because we can speak it by faith. We can speak our deliverance because we see it and envision it. But when your body recognizes it, like this woman, when we look at the 29th verse, 
her body begins to make a change. She began to feel in her body that a transition had occurred. And then Jesus immediately knew that virtue had gone out of him. So he turned around to find out who touched his clothes. And then, of course, you know, the disciples, you know, like, oh, Jesus, there's a lot of folks out here. Lord, that could have been anybody. But he's like, no, see, there was something different. There was something different. And virtue went out of Jesus. So now, as he looked around, the woman then got scared. And she began to think, oh, no, I, I done broke protocol. I done messed up this tradition. I done reached out and touched this man. But I was desperate. I was in a situation where I just didn't know what else to do. She was afraid. But she bowed down before him. She fell down before him, the Bible says. And he, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. You know, it's one thing about the Lord, if he doesn't have to do anything. And I appreciate God. And I, I love how Mark puts it here uh, in the fifth chapter that Jesus told her, you go in peace. You are made completely whole. He didn't say partially. He didn't say spin around three times. He didn't say jump up and down and, 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 and walk around and go get this, this special water. And all of those things, for some people, have their faith. If that's, if, if that's where your faith is, for some people, those things have their place. Amen. But Jesus told her, because of your faith, you've been made whole. People of God, that's all we need. Looking at this woman's situation, the Bible lets us know that she had a whole lot of issues for a long, long time, just like some of us. The Bible lets us know that this is a woman who once had some money. But this is a woman who went from person to person to person, and the answer was not in those folks. The answer was not in those doctors. See, what happened is that she began to be depleted by going and paying all these doctors. It's not like they give a refund even today if it doesn't work out for you. So the woman had spent all her money trying to fix things her way. But again, because she was tired and, and frustrated and I'm sure weak and didn't know what else to do, she just knew because of what she had seen and heard in Jesus, if she reached out to Jesus by faith, then something was going to happen for her on that day. Have we found ourselves like this woman where we're in a situation where we're desperate, broke, broken? You know, in a lot of cases, you know, when you look at people in her situation, because of the type of issue that she had, it left her oftentimes, I'm sure, alone and lonely. Quite frankly, her situation was thinking naturally. And a lot of us are in some situations that stink spiritually. Have we found ourselves like this woman where we're suffering and we've tried everything that we know how to do? And then we get desperate and start going to person after person after person, hoping that they can help. And then we find out, well, they couldn't. So here it is, a depleted woman, a desperate woman, but a woman who had a real need, reached out to God, reached out to Jesus and her faith made her home. Again, this is a mayday, emergency situation. And we, like this woman, often have some situations where we just don't know what to do. But I encourage you on today, my brothers and my sisters, to reach out to Jesus. Look now at Acts, the third chapter. And we're going to talk through someone else who was in an emergency situation. As the Bible lets us know, time and chance happens to us all. You may not have gone through 
anything like this. You may not have gone through a situation just yet where you felt desperate. But if you keep living, as the old folks say, there may become a time where you feel like you just don't know what to do. So looking at Acts, the third chapter, we talk about this man a lot as well, but we don't always talk about the details. So today we're looking at the details of Acts, the third chapter. This particular man was in a beautiful place, but he had an ugly situation. And the crazy thing is, is he was born lame, the Bible says. He was born with this problem. It wasn't his fault. Some of us get into situations that are, again, just not our fault. But people would bring him to sit him at the gate where the church folks were going in and out bringing He was sat in front of the temple, so you would think that maybe he would have gained a little bit more attention, but, you know, sometimes we as people of God don't always pay attention to the little things. Here's this man who's in need, and he really didn't even know what it was that he needed. But the Bible says that the man was sitting there, and Peter and John came along, getting ready to go into the temple like everybody else. And so he asked them for alms. Or he asked them for charity or money or food or, you know, alms is what we give to those who are poor and needy. And so here it is that he was expecting to receive something of them. But Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the seventh verse said, he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. The man then leaping stood up and walked and he went with them to the church house, walking and leaping and praising God, the Bible says. Now, this is an interesting thing. All the folks that have been seeing him outside the gate began to praise God with him because they knew his situation. They knew he had been delivered. They knew what had happened to him before, was it, you know, hey, you know, he's lame, and, you know, yeah, he's always out there. You know, those folks that you just see all the time that seem like they always have a problem. That's how this man was, and everybody knew of him and knew of his situation. But I'm so happy to know that even when they saw him delivered, the Bible says that it gave them hope, too. Now, looking, people have got it, at this man's situation, this is the man who was asking for one thing, but what he needed was something else. Have you ever found yourself there where you just don't know what it is that you need? You just know that something's got to change. And you're looking for the people around you. You're looking for the people that pass you by every day. You're looking for the people that, that you know or that you've seen before to recognize that you have a need. Well, guess what? It does not always happen. And I'm sure that this man was sitting there like, how how did I get like this? I, why did this happen to me? Many of us may be sitting now thinking, yeah, I've got an ugly situation and I just don't know how I ended up here where I am right now. But guess what? The man was trying to meet his immediate need, and that's oftentimes what we do. We don't always look at the big picture. He was just trying to meet an immediate need because everybody that comes back here, he just wanted people to give him something, help me in some kind of way. Well, guess what? That's us. Do we even 
really know what we need sometimes. Sometimes we ask God for a mate, and, and we begin to give God this full description. And it's all right to be specific. But, you know, some of the things that I think that we ask for sometimes may not be what God has in mind for us. So we have to be aligned with the Word of God so that we understand that God gives you what you need. Now, he'll also give you what you want, but you need to also be willing and obedient and accept the fact that you don't always know what you need. Stop looking for a quick fix. Stop going to the check cashing place to try to resolve the problem with your bills. Stop going to the casino to try to make sure you have enough bill money. Stop going to the loan shark. Stop going from friend to friend to friend because guess what? By the time you get through paying back that money you borrowed next month, you're in the hole again even deeper. Just like this man, oftentimes we look to everybody that comes by to give us what we think we need. But Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But I do have something that will help you. For somebody that may be listening on today that has a wayward child, stop fussing. Give them the word of God. That's what Peter came. He gave them, he gave that man the name of Jesus, and that's what we have to do. For somebody who may be in a financial situation, we can't always just hand out money. But give them what they really need. Because what I do have is Jesus. What I do have is the word of God. Because you may not realize what it really is that you need is a relationship with Jesus. It's not more money. It's not more friends. It's not better friends. It's not better family members. Stop being mad at those folks. But it's Jesus that we really need. See, like both of these people that we've talked about, the woman with the issue and the man who was sitting at the gate, call beautiful. Quite often we do get desperate and we find ourselves in a situation that we feel is an emergency. We feel like it's a mayday, it's a cry for help because we think that we're sinking fast and nobody's there to help us. But guess what? We may have been reaching out to the wrong people because if you weren't reaching to Jesus, you reached out to the wrong person. We find ourselves after reaching out to folks, broke, broken, and even more depleted sometimes. Because our faith shouldn't be in these people. And just like with these folks, the situation may not even be our fault. But know that Jesus can help you. Running from man to man or woman to woman for the single folks is not what's going to help you. Going from person to person won't help us. See, this man had dealt with a whole lot of folks, but none of those folks could get him what he truly needed. How many times have we thought that we had the answer? How many times did we just know that we had it all figured out? And then what we thought in the end wasn't even close to what we really needed or what God really had planned for us. We were asking for some temporary fixes, just like this man. Because if God isn't the answer, you won't be able to rise up from your situation. If God isn't the answer, You won't be able to walk out of your situation or receive the strength to carry you through your journey. Sometimes we just want to get out of the fire. And many of us will go from the skillet to the frying pan, from the fire to the flame. A prime example is with finances. Some people think if I could just make more money. Some people think if I could just win the lottery. No. So the real problem is that you didn't use wisdom with the money that you did have. And as the Bible says in Malachi 3, 
You robbed God because you didn't pay your tithes. You didn't give God what belonged to him. You spent his money. And so guess what? With a pay raise, you would simply make the same mistakes, only bigger. If you didn't do right by God and you're asking for the wrong thing, what you really need is wisdom with your finances and the strength to just trust God that when you pay your 10%, he'll bless that other 90% because the Bible says that he'll rebuke the devourer. And so he'll cause the money that you do have to stretch. He'll rebuke the devourer means that you won't be losing money on things like flat tires every five minutes. So whereas you might have started with $200 for the month for groceries, you walk outside and got a flat that can't be fixed, and, and, and now you got to go and, and buy a new tire, something that costs you more than if you had just paid your tithes. You were spending your money wrong in the first place. And so the enemy will attack in every area that he can so what you have to do is be obedient with the finances that you have. Let God rebuke the devourer. Trust God. And you'll look around and you'll have more than enough. He's a God of abundance. The man at the gate, like many of us, was asking for the wrong thing. He probably began to feel a certain way about all these church folks, too. They kept passing by him. He probably began in his mind to think, hmm, they keep going to church and praying. Hmm. But he figured, I'm sure that, I don't know about these folks, they're steadily going into church. They're supposed to be so this and that. People of God, God wants to use you right there in your community, right there in your church. You don't have to go too far. God wants to use you right there in your family, the family where he planted you. Yes, those same people, uh uh-huh. He wants to use you right where you are. We don't want to be ignoring folks like these church folks ignored this man. And nobody asks you to finance them. Give them what they need. Give them the word of God. But that family member that might be saying, loan me $2. And you're like, uh-uh, nope. Not giving you another dime. And sometimes folks will get upset with you when you say no. But see, God didn't mean for us to try to fix it our way. That's what Sarah did with Abraham. God had promised them a son, and she knew that she was past childbearing age. So she tried to fix it her own way by offering her young and fertile handmaid to her husband. Now, I know there are some women saying right now, like, yeah, I I saw the potential for that problem a mile away. Of course you can. It's real easy for us to see other folks' situations. It's real easy for us to see other folks' problems and what they need to do. But what about the situation that you're in right now? What about your gambling problem. What about that little problem that you have where you can never just balance your checkbook? You're always in the negative. What about those that may be listening right now that are dealing with somebody, even in a relationship that you don't even like, but you got with them because they were financially stable? You may not have ever been attracted to them, but you got with them for the wrong reason, just because you want to say that you have a boo or you want to say that I have somebody when you're going to the movies because you don't want to go to the movies or to dinner by yourself. And you got with that wrong person for something to do. Yeah, sometimes we see other folks' situations far better than we see our own. But guess what? Like that woman, many of the people who are listening today are in some situations that stink also. So going back to Psalm number four, the message of the psalm 
when you read it in its entirety in verses 1 through 8, is that although David had done some things in his past, like many of us, nobody's perfect. And although he was going through some stuff right then and there, especially dealing with folks, he understood that what he was dealing with was only temporary. See, it seems like sometimes folks and life begin to get to us, and that's what was happening with David. But David understood that God will deliver. David asked the Lord to deliver him when he called. He said, have mercy on me, Lord, and hear my prayer. That doesn't mean that I wasn't guilty and didn't do what they said I did. But, God, I'm asking you for mercy, and we serve a forgiving God. We serve a merciful and a God full of grace. Mercy is granted when you know you don't deserve it. But the God that we serve, I'm so happy and thankful that he gives us another chance. I won't even say a second chance. He gives us another chance because for some of us, we own chance number number 10,582. Some of us are, are, are struggling in a whole lot of areas, but I'm thankful that when we ask God for forgiveness and we cry out to him, he answers. And so David asked God for relief from all of these things that were stressing him out. And sometimes we just need a break from the madness. And when things happen, the enemy wants us to give up. He wants us to give out and to give in. But guess what? I'm not giving up and I'm not giving out. David even said, when I was in distress before God, you heard me. And I agree with him. God's record is good with me. He's never lost a case and he's never lost a patient. And I'm so thankful that he's never late. He's always on time. So I can certainly trust him. Trust him to help me out of this current issue as well. Whatever it is that you may be going through, you can trust God to answer when you call on him. Trust him when you can't trace him. So when I call, because I'm godly, he'll hear my cry, and he will answer. Sometimes you may not even feel like others are happy for you. It seems like they're, they're glad when you're down, and that's what David was saying. Job's friends, again, you know, even said, man, you sure you, you ain't do something? Because, ooh. Sometimes we may feel alone, and sometimes we may feel like there's no support from other people, especially those that we think are close to us. Sometimes they don't know how to support us. And for some, they just may be haters. They may even be laughing at you when you're in a bleak situation. Sometimes we can feel ashamed and don't know why we have to be so embarrassed and go through some of the things that we go through publicly especially when other folks know that you're going through things like it just hurts a little bit more. But guess what? Because you are God's faithful servant, then you're not going to fall for the tricks of the enemy. We're not going to fall into sin, and we're not going to begin to operate like the world. We're going to stay faithful to God because we understand that the word is true. Because weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes. In the morning, and your morning is whenever you decide it is. Don't let the devil steal your joy, and don't let that enemy make you doubt God. He's already a defeated foe. Don't spend your time speaking doubt. Always speak faith over your situation because Jesus has never lost a client. Either way, I win. 
the songwriter, the Kaylin Carr sings a song. Everything attached to me wins. And that's my confession. It is my winning season. I've been through way too much to turn back now. And the devil has to know we ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he thought he had you down. But we have to remember that we are victorious in Jesus' name. The world says the battle is not given to the swift nor the strong. But the word of God lets us know that it's given to the one who endures. Just endure. Just hang in there. Reach for Jesus. Cry out to God. He's got your answer. He's everything you need and then some. There is nothing that God can't do, and there's nothing that he wouldn't do for you because you belong to him. So get rid of your old way of doing things. It's time to simply trust God. God, we need your help right now. Have mercy on us. We're in some real situations, but right now, put them in the hands of Jesus. You can't handle them by yourself. Cast your cares unto Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He started with you. He's going to finish with you. Because we know that God cares for us. Relinquish whatever your concern is on today unto God. Count it done in Jesus' name. Confess that it's done. Confess your healing. Confess that your finances are in abundance and more than enough. And then, Lord, we're not going to wait for the battle to be over. We can see it in the spiritual realm. We say that it is finished. It's done. My every need is met. Make that your confession. Make it your confession that every void is filled. I know right now your situation feels like an emergency. But know that even in your Mayday situation, you can call on the name of the Lord and he will deliver. This has been Eve's Corner. I thank you so much for joining. I need you to know on today that Campbell Ministries is good ground. So I'm asking that you would pray about becoming a partner. And when you do so, I am obligated to pray for you and to keep you lifted up before God. If you'd like to purchase oil, please make your request via email at acampbell681 at ymail.com, or you can go to my website and click on the Donate button. The cost is uh, one bottle for $12, two for 20 or three for 30 So you definitely do save um, when you purchase more. Know that the power is not in the oil, but the power comes through your faith in God and through God's ability. It's not about the oil, but the oil is an outward show of your inward belief. Also know that if you are interested in having job readiness and job relevance training for your community or your ministry, you can also contact me by email with your proposal. Again, that's acampbell681 at ymail.com. If you would like to donate to Campbell Ministries, again, go to my website, campbellministries.com. Click on the Donate button. And whatever God lays on your heart is a blessing to the ministry. I appreciate those that have already been in support of the ministry. 
I thank God for you and I ask that God continue to multiply you even the more. Also, Campbell Ministries has your big sister's closet. So all year long, we take donations for prom dresses for young ladies who would otherwise not be able to attend the prom. So listen, I realize it's not prom season right now, but we collect dresses all year long. And you can send those to my P.O. box. If you're in the Jackson area, I can even come and pick them up. If you can't afford to clean them first, I will come and clean them because there are some young ladies who would like to attend prom but otherwise can't afford it. And the dress is one of the most costly things for a young lady. So, you know, that ministry is ongoing as well. You can send those to P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi. Again, that's P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi. And lastly, if you are in the Jackson area and you're looking for a church home, know that the Wordful Gospel Baptist Church is a mighty good place to serve. We just want to love on you and teach you about the Word of God. Our pastor is Elder Frederick Stewart. Our founding pastor is Dr. Davey Williams. Again, stop by 3023 Percy D. Simpson Drive in Jackson, Mississippi. Again, that's 3023 Percy D. Simpson Drive. Thank you so much for joining Eve's Corner on today. Each of you are a blessing to me, and I pray that a word came forth on today to encourage your heart and to remind you that we all go through things. Some of us end up in some desperate situations, but remember that God delivers from every one of those situations. See you in two weeks. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. Oh.